Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. Hello, hello. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? We are at Blog Talk Radio here. And I'm the Green Living Guy, as you probably know. It's wonderful out today. Um... It's not the day that I've been having to put on my uh, power for my air conditioner, which is a good thing, but uh, it's going to get hotter, folks, so there's going to be more times we're going to have to put on that air conditioner, and given that, we're going to have to, uh, as President Obama just recently did, um, smarten up that grid, and it means like the integrity of the grid, being able to deliver the power. To your home, eh? Uh, or being able just to, to turn on a light, and also how we can all make it better and communicate it together on this grid. And I got a really cool uh, guy, Eric Gunther here, who is going to be coming on shortly, who's going to talk about the smart grid. So hold on, let's see if we got him here. Hold on. Are you there, am- Eric? He's yes, here. I am here. Congratulations. Welcome on to the Green Living Guy Blog Talk Radio Show. And we're going to talk about this smart grid here because people need to get smart on it. (laughs) Because it's just not, it's a little confusing to people, a little, you know, not sure what's up. And uh, I think that uh, you'll be able to hopefully uh, tell the tales of what this smart grid is and, you know, based on my little experience, we can maybe uh, put it together for the readers, listeners out there and my readers. Sounds, sounds like a plan. Yeah, it seems like you got a party back there. Anyway, so uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, Eric, so that people can understand your street creds and why we got you on the, on the horn here. Yeah, well, I, um, I wear many hats in Smart Grid. I've been uh, doing uh, working electric power engineering for 30-some years, and uh, you know, before the term smart grid that came about and it became fashionable. Uh, I've been working uh, you know, for a number of uh, organizations, companies, uh, uh, including the Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers, the IEEE, to uh, identify the standards necessary to make it work. Right. And they're kind of, IEEE is out there to help get everybody to coordinate, all these utilities to coordinate, to work together to make a smarter grid. Uh, what, what's their... Well, there's a, there's many different organizations out there. IEEE is uh, is uh, one of our uh, you know uh, industry organizations that is both a standards developing organization, but also a professional organization uh, of engineers and uh, other technologists that are, work on a variety of problems uh, uh, associated with electrical engineering. And um, there are there are various societies, but the Power and Energy Society, for example, is one that's very much focused specifically. On uh, on uh, on grid modernization and managing the grid, and you're part of that too. You're co-chair, right? Of that or chair? Well, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a chairman of the Intelligent Grid Coordinating Committee within the Power and Energy okay. Society, 
and I'm also a member of a cross society, across all of IEEE uh, group that's focused on, on smart grid, trying to coordinate all the activities across all of the IEEE as it relates to smart grid uh, and dealing with uh, tactical problems, standards that we need to make things move forward. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, I guess, questions out there, but uh, you're starting. everybody's starting to hear all about smart grid this, smart grid that, and uh, people don't know. I mean, um, but the funny thing is that it's coming, and uh, or at least there's legislation and regulation out there for it to happen, and now there's uh, recently been an announcement, I guess, of some hundreds of millions of dollars from the federal government regarding smart grid technology, too. Uh, yeah, we've, yeah, we've had, a, yeah. yeah, sure, there's been, I mean, there's, there's a lot of funding. I mean, you know, the problem that we've got, unfortunately, with, you know, creating a simple term, smart grid, is now it's become a buzzword and, and it's starting to lack meaning. Uh, and that's right. unfortunate. Uh, but really what we're talking about here is overall evolution of the grid, modernizing the grid so that we can extract the most value out of it. And that process has actually been happening continuously for some time. But there's a number of things that have happened over the past 10 years that it's made it, making it exceptionally important. Uh, we had the blackout August 14, 2003, that recognized that we can have billions of dollars of economic impact if we have blackout. Um, oh, yeah. We have, oh, yeah. the, we have the rising energy costs, the, the issues with uh, oil being under the control of folks we don't particularly get along with all that well. A lot of different drivers are making it very important that we, we modernize the grid, use it more efficiently. But a big one also is just that the infrastructure that we have in place is aging rapidly, right. very old. Right. And right. the do-nothing strategy is stuff will start to break if we don't. If we just say you put our head in the ground and, and do nothing. Right, and and for people out there to understand just the basic thing, we're not telling you know we're not uh, having you connect yet to this or, or connect to this like massive thing that's going to shut your power off. Uh, but you know th what you're talking about is just hey guys, take a look at the uh, transformers or the power poles, right? Let's even make it simpler. And the power poles that are out there and the connections that are between those wires going all, all over the place. And uh, basically utilities are known for just when it dies, fix it. <laughs> That's how you keep pro they keep profits in line. And there hasn't been as much of a, uh, a renovation of, of the grid uh, or those poles and wires and connections between uh, place to place. And uh, one thing I've even noticed when I used to work for the New York Power Authority was how uh, there are technologies that are being demonstrated that show that there's a lot of even electrical loss on the power grid uh, sure. just due to inefficiency. And yeah, well, there's you know, also like the energy efficiency thing, you know. Sure. Well, I mean, the, the problem with this is that there are there's so many facets of grid modernization. It's the uh, you know changing what our generation is, uh, uh, improving our transmission infrastructure so that we can support you know more wind in the middle of nowhere, um, all the way down to the end consumer. So um, it's it's such a broad a broad space. Um, one of the problems we have is in a regulated environment, you know, we, you, the utility industry, you know, with rare exception, is, is regulated. So the rate of return is regulated. 
So there is very little incentive, you know, to go ahead and just improve things. Matter of fact, even if utility wants to, they have to get approval to pay for that through, you know, their through the rates. So the consumer always pays for this no matter what. And, um, you know, in, in, in this day and age, we seem to not be able to think very far in advance. And so it's not so much that the utility wants to let it drop. It's hard to convince people to make an infrastructure investment before the bridge falls down or the transformer gets overloaded. Right. I guess what I'm playing devil's advocate here, I guess what some people would say is, don't the utilities make a good bunch of money anyway? Can't they just reinvest? <laughs> I mean, I know they got dividends they got to give out, but... Uh, yeah, but again, though, the rate of return is fixed. So, I um, mean, you know, again, and, and if it wasn't, if we were uh, in, in a deregulated environment, things operate differently. And there's a lot of things we can learn in Texas with uh, with how you know their uh, uh, their experiment, if you will, or you know, process is going. But but by and large, we've got a regulated environment, and in a regulated yep. environment, things don't operate the same way they do in the, in a market economy. Well, I know in New York State, um, people can choose their energy provider um, and the cost in which they provide that supply uh, goes up, I mean, is unregulated. I spoke to sure, that, that That's correct. But the wires, yeah. 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 yeah, the, yeah. the wires company that, you know, uh, the infrastructure that I'm talking about, you know, is not. Yeah. Um, and right. it's regulated. And that's actually you know, the part of the network that we have to deal with. It's one of the reasons why, as that equipment ages, it's going to have to be replaced. Now, you know, you could say, all right, let's spend $100 trillion right now, uh, quadruple or you know, five times everyone's rates, and then just replace everything, and uh, and then we'll, we'll be good. Um, you know, uh, or Nobody we can do nothing that. and just wait for stuff to break. Right. And somewhere right. in between probably makes some sense. And that includes a combination of empowering the end consumer to know about their energy usage so that they can use it more efficiently, save money, reduce the demands on the system. So we can take a little bit more time to upgrade that infrastructure and make those investments. Yeah, no, I talk about that in Do-It-Yourself Home Energy Audits, my book with the Green Guru Guides, and yep. you know how people can uh, improve their energy efficiency and it, we know it's such a, you know, some people call it on these talk shows a phantom thing, but I don't call it phantom putting a bat of insulation in your roof to, so, so that your air conditioner pumps better air into your house. Uh, there's some really, phantom. really basic, yeah, there's really basic yeah, stuff you can do. You, you described it yeah. well in, in your book. And uh, um, and the, the, one of the problems we have, though, is, is if you don't if you don't measure it, you can't measure it. It's really hard to see if those investments are paying off. You need the feedback, and that's one of the yeah. you know the core elements of the the consumer side of smart grid. You know the so-called smart meter aspect of things, but just in general, providing information through some additional sensing metering, so that the consumer can actually see what they're using and observe a cause and effect. Hey, if I do this, I put that extra insulation in there. Guess what? My bill's lower. So, um, yeah, I'm starting yeah, yeah. to see companies out there uh, starting to offer it. And I think even uh, there's a couple of major companies that are starting. I think Google's got one, and Microsoft even has some new smart grid technologies that I just saw on a website you can actually purchase to put to your electrical panel that will mm -hmm. help you to start measuring this stuff. 
Uh, a lot yeah, of there's, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of products out there. I mean, you don't need a utility smart meter to start doing this. I mean, I, I've been monitoring my own energy use of my home for you know, for a long time, but I am a geek, so I know how to do that. Yeah. But, um, I, I, but I expect us to I'm see more and more products sometimes too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I expect to see more and more. I expect to see more and more products uh, at Best Buy, for example, that the Geek Squad can come in, for example, That's and install right. for you. You know, or you can get a Home Depot professional. Go ahead and take. A weekend course, so you after you do your tiling course at the Home Depot, you can know, or whatever your favorite you know home store is, you can go and learn how to install you know your your, your energy monitor. So that's, that's definitely right. coming. Right. I, I, it, true, and I think that there are, are other basic mechanisms too out there for efficiency, which is just simply, hey, if your lighting is you know high wattage, you might want to consider more energy efficient lighting. Now that you know, I'm starting to switch from CFLs to LED bulbs, which I talk about in the book Green Lighting. But yep. it's 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 important for people. You know, that's a simple way. And I even talked about it launching this program with the state of Connecticut. Uh, you know, doing this stuff is as e- easy as screwing in a bulb. Uh, I like to even say, I said to Home Depot once, it's as easy as changing, you know, buying a few bats of insulation because, face it, folks, and I've said this before on my other interviews, America, we are (laughs) (laughs) under-insulated. There you go. You know, we are under-insulated and not proud of it, and we don't even know what to do, but yet it's as simple as going to get some pink or some jeans, or whatever you want to do to insulate your attic. Or buying a light-controlled switch for the lights in your yeah. closet, so, you know, you know, they get turned off. I mean, you know, just for, for even without changing the bulbs, just putting some really brute, stupid uh, automation in place, uh, you know, uh, you know, sensing, uh, uh, motion-sensing uh, uh, light switches, for example, yeah. uh, can significantly. Yeah, motion sensors for are are really huge. Um, you know, people are doing that with their driveways that I've seen. So you can do it with your your closet, or you can do it even. You know, if people are moving around, even in the kitchen, you can do it. You know, uh, the, the, and because it's usually a high traffic area, and when you're gone, you're gone. You know, and yeah, then shut it down. Exactly. You know, exactly. You can go and to more the, Energy Star based equipment. You can go to lots of things. I just got recently from this really cool company. Uh, you ever hear of a company called Trickle Star? Trickle no, don't know Star that one. Yeah, they they basically have this really cool, uh, simply put, extension cord, but, like, it's almost it's smart in the sense that you can plug in all your stuff. So in the back of my TV entertainment world here that I got for the kids and, and everybody, uh, I can flick a switch. It'll shut off the Wii, the DVD, and... Everything else except for the cable box and the TV when the Wii is not in play. Yeah, so it deals that, with all these power of vampires. Yeah, the power of vampires. Yeah. We, yeah, it takes care of those. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a Wii for yourself or for your kids <laughs> and you're at work right now and it's plugged in, I bet you a friendly dollar it's on and it's just pulling your power. Like, you don't even know. So, you know, you got to get 
technologies out there for people to uh, uh, plug in or or buy. And I know they're out there, you know, Energy Star and uh, all other types of energy-efficient things to do, like geothermal, solar, wind, and all those types of things to make it even more efficient. That's why some people in this smart grid concept just want to go off the grid <laughs> altogether because sure. they're like, I don't want to wait. Um, and it, it's so interesting to see the uh, – literally we're in the middle of a transformation of this whole smart grid or the grid to becoming smart, right? In front yeah, of well, I believe, right. Well, there's, well, there's, a, there's a, a combination of things that have come together. Sometimes uh, we like to call it our perfect storm in, in this industry. Uh, <laughs> and, and all those drivers we talked about, you know, increasing awareness of how dependent we are on energy, the fact that the infrastructure is aging, uh, the fact that we have low-cost communications, low-cost electronics, we have, uh, you know, advanced display devices that everyone carries around them, so we don't need to put fancy, you know, purpose-built in-home display devices anymore. So we've got, we got a lot of things that we can put together quickly, cheaply, uh, the things used for other purposes to uh, allow us to manage our energy use more than we've ever, you know, thought of doing before. That's correct, and I think that, that people just need to realize that simple things you can do in your home will add up, and it will add up in your pocket. Um, yeah, and that's because, really, and that's the first, yeah, that's yeah. the first step. Um, and then, you know, going beyond that is, you know, getting right. to uh, support innovative rates. So, you know, you, so you can do a lot without even entering into an agreement with the utility on an innovative rate program where you, you know, pay more at different times, maybe at time of use or even demand response. But, you know, if you want to save more and your lifestyle supports, you know, your ability to do that, then, uh, you know, then we, we can start taking advantage of those, uh, of those uh, new innovative rates. So that's another that's option. Out there. Right. You know, if you, you know, it's like in my area, there's a sliding scale of how much they charge for water based upon your consumption in the village, this village mm -hmm. that I live in. And my rate is cheaper than people on the other side with the big McMansions and the 20 acres or, you know, whatever acres that they're keeping right. pristine all day long. So, I also use, you know, like low-flow shower heads, low-flush toilets. And don't worry, everybody, a low-flush toilet does not mean everything doesn't go down the hole, okay? <laughs> it just means it, it uses less water and more air in combination. The thrust still goes, okay? So don't start thinking, you know, I don't mean to be grotesque on an on a, on a important discussion about smart grid, but people need to understand that about a low-flush toilet, given that I thought... I heard recently uh, certain congressmen complaining about uh, that type of um, of technology, basically. Um, and I, I think that uh, it, it, like you were saying, communicating. I remember when I worked with uh, the New York Power Authority and the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority, and they're talking about vehicle-to-grid technology. Uh, you know, if you take about 10,000 cars and you make them electric and you plug them in all at once and you have a connection box and the grid can communicate with that, well, that could turn into a lot of energy as backup power in certain areas. 
Yeah, that's, and, uh, that's certainly, a, yeah, certainly a possibility. Yeah. Um, that one's probably a little bit farther down the road. We need better battery technology so that the manufacturers will allow us to do that without voiding the warranty. So uh, we've got I a little bit of work to do before we get to that point. Oh, uh, that's, that's an but, interesting thought. Okay, yeah, I mean, so right now we, we're, companies, we're it, Let me just get that straight. The battery it. companies are um, concerned about voiding warranties with vehicle-to-grid technology. Very well, I mean, yeah, it's okay. a, yeah. Well, I mean, basically, it's really the car manufacturer. The like car manufacturer, you know, offers a warranty on a vehicle, and they do the same on an electric vehicle. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of control electronics that are in that vehicle to to yeah. to, to, tend, you know, to treat that battery very tenderly to make sure it gets the most uh, out of it. There's limited number of charge discharge cycles, and and uh, you know yeah. how you charge and discharge has an impact on its life. And we're still at the early stages of good battery technology. So those batteries are being pampered. And uh, allowing a consumer to, uh, even just because we can, doesn't mean we should yet, um, uh, because, you know, there are cost and uh, and performance implications there. But it's definitely an opportunity down the road, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's one step at a time without a question. But I I think that, you know, we're heading into those kinds of conversations now where people can say, I can plug my car in potentially in the future, and based upon where it is and where it's located, and if it's a hot day, a hot summer day, and my car is plugged in, it could in the future potentially become like that solar panel that does reverse metering. And uh, to a lot of people, that has the, you know, that's an exciting thought. Sure. understand about this aspect is that there's a cost to allow us to have the privilege to connect our photovoltaic system on a roof to the grid or to connect yep. that future yep. electric vehicle that injects into the grid. There's an infrastructure cost to allow that to happen. We've been able to connect a few of these kinds of devices to the grid for a long time uh, and the grid can handle it. But it's not designed for reverse power flows. Um, you know, the conductors just like a just like a air conditioning system the size of the Gets smaller and smaller. Gets to the uh, to the end of uh, the hotbeds, uh, and our park is designed in the same way. Uh, it assumed certain directions of energy flow, assumed where generation was, and there is a cost that has to be borne by the consumer, by the you know, through your electric rates, to upgrade the system to allow you to do that. And uh, and uh, you, know, you know basically I, I did the the math for for my neighborhood and uh, in my little area on the road there's four of us that are fed off of one transformer any two of us maybe three could charge their electric vehicle at the same time but if you know if the third and for sure the fourth comes online we've exceeded the capability of that transformer and it will blow a fuse and the crew's going to come out. A lot of folks don't recognize the fact that money's got to be spent, your rates are going to go up a little bit to allow us that opportunity to use these new technologies. Well, is there an easier way than having (laughs) the rates go up, I guess, is what people would ask with all this stuff. You know, I mean, uh, I would assume that people would start to ask, you're talking about buying iron and copper and paying guys in trucks to put it up. So, um, you know, there's, uh, I mean, you know, what you can do to minimize that is, uh, or, or delay those kinds of things. You can 
develop standards and mechanisms such that when you go and you connect your charger up, they coordinate so that not you know so that it's not possible for all two or three of them to charge at the same time. Um, but of course, consumers are going to want the magic override button in order to be able to pay through it. So there's you know you still have the potential for these situations where everyone morning punch the override button. Electric rates are still cheap enough. So I don't care if I pay a buck more, and they're still going to blow the fuse on that transformer and you know be not so happy about it. So no, yeah, the yeah. infrastructure yeah. has to be upgraded. Yeah, no, there's no question. I remember I talked with a uh, a person who was working for uh, a governor, a former governor for the state of New York, and he said to me, it's not just about having renewable energies or renewable energy technologies, it's also about the integrity of the grid. And uh, that definitely rang home. Uh, and I think people need to just recognize that uh, going forward, if we're going to be doing more energy-efficient stuff and having more energy-efficient opportunities out there um, or doing renewable energy, there's going to be some initial cost to get it out there. But unfortunately, um, A, there's some people that you know will say, I don't want to pay for it. There'll be some people that'll say uh, it's too much and we should slow down the rate. And then there'll be those that'll say, I'm ready to go, sign me up, where do I go? All that kind of stuff. And I, I think that uh, this is a, a interesting thing that's happening nowadays. Yeah, it's a, it's, a challenging op- it's a challenging optimization problem because even if you get a bunch of people to buy into smart grid uh, and grid modernization, they may all want to optimize for different things. You know, I may want to optimize, and I don't care what my energy source is, I just want the lowest price. The guy next door wanna, you know, may say, I don't care what it costs, I only want to uh, be buying green energy from you know, the you know, sun and wind sources. Uh, the next right. person you know, down the street may optimize for comfort and, uh, and, so, and so on. And uh, so that's a, a major engineering challenge uh, is how to optimize you know, to support all these different desires that people will have. But again, just to yeah, allow well, that to happen that requires infrastructure. Yeah. True, but I would I would I would bear to to say that, and, and and I'm just think I'm going out on the limb here that it's like with energy efficiency. If we want, in the long run, the goal here is to make electricity or energy deliver delivery and supply affordable. Uh, we don't want to make it too overly expensive. But if we want to go renewable, if we want to go energy efficient, if we want the cheapest power, uh, but it might be a polluting power, there's always an inherent cost. And people just need to be aware of those costs. It's always a matter of of who pays. It's a matter of who pays when and through what mechanism. And and, and that's always the challenge is to figure that out. In my situation, I use Green Mountain Energy, um, which is green power, um, and they're also a uh, corporate sponsor of mine, and theirs is primarily wind uh, power. So I know I'm doing that. It's a little bit more, 
uh, that I pay on my utility rate, but, you know, in some ways it's a cheap way to go green until I can get solar panels on my roof uh, because now I don't really have to worry about it because somebody at least, there's some energy company out there putting electrons on the grid that are green for me. And I think that's that's important for people to do. I was just even seeing in Bloomberg that now you're starting to see even companies like Google and Ikea and others are buying PepsiCo, are buying wind-powered technologies because it's cheaper for them to buy into it and to have it ready to go for them, um, because wind power, once you build it, you know, <laughs> wind keeps on going when it goes, and it goes. Um, you know, it, it, it's going to happen. And solar, well, solar does happen every day. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. That's no right. Yep. Yeah, all of these energy sources have their all of these energy sources, you know, have their uh, their pluses, their minuses. You know, you've got no fuel cost with solar or wind, but you have higher operational costs and you have higher infrastructure costs initially in order to get it in place. Um, you know, so you know, nothing is nothing is for free. But the cool part is, as we start to have organizations that, that offer this and give you the options, like like you're doing and paying a little bit more for that, um, you know, we start to get an idea for just what the appetite for the you know, for this is what the market is and we can start letting mm-hmm. you know normal market forces uh, you know begin the long process of optimizing the problem that we've got is we've got traditional regulation in place that's different in every state that oftentimes is uh, you know, sometimes can be a barrier or a challenge to allowing some of that innovation to come into play and uh, that's a really yeah. tough one that, that we've got to deal with but. yeah no I agree I mean I think that it's kind of like the issue of healthcare. You got all these different uh, healthcare mechanisms or health insurance companies that are all over the company, country, sorry, uh, all over the country, offering different platforms for different people in different states. But you can't pull <laughs> yeah. to make yeah. it even cheaper in the long yeah. run for people, which is c- quite confusing to me. But I think inevitably, um, hopefully, maybe either some. Re- you know, re-regulation in the right direction or some deregulation or maybe a combination thereof, thereof is going to make it so that the grid is more, uh, you know, intelligent, but also it's efficient and able to deliver energy uh, effectively. I mean, like I was yeah. saying before, that there's this technology I remember at uh, the Marcy substation uh, in New York, with the, that the New York Power Authority did a demonstration with, that that threw more electrical load onto the grid without having to build a new power plant, mm-hmm. because they just recaptured uh, more energy off the grid to throw back on the grid, because there's all these electrons that are just flying off the grid all the time. There's all these losses, and. Uh, that's part of making the grid more intelligent too, which should be able to capture more of what it's delivering. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, in general, our losses are, are, are relatively low overall. But we know where they are. I mean, they're, they're some very basic laws of physics and, and engineering allow us to understand where those are. And 
and uh, there's a lot of things we can do, and, and uh, the you know, industry is doing you know, to improve that. Uh, one of the problems we have, with, you know, with some rare, you know, rare exceptions. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know the utilities aren't really incented you know, to make things more efficient on the grid side. But luckily, it's it's actually you know, reasonably efficient from a from the you know the big picture point of view. There's probably other other areas where we can gain more. We've got way more gains that can be made in commercial buildings and residences yeah. uh, on energy efficiency than on the grid itself. But you know, the grid, the people are looking at it. A lot of worker, EPRI, the Electric Power Research Institute, for example, yep. has a project, uh, the Green Circuits Program. Uh, that's looking at improving energy efficiency uh, on the distribution system. So, yeah, all, but the thing, the thing is, the smart grid is everything. we got to look at it all. Oh, yeah. It's it's the distribution, the generation, uh, the supply, uh, even the just the simple transformer in front of your, near your house that delivers the electricity to your home. I mean, there's a lot of those types of things that need to be corrected, um, but at the same time, I would I, I got to throw this question out there for you. Won't it create opportunities like jobs across the Absolutely. country? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, there's huge opportunities for, for jobs in this area. I mean, you know, my, my own company uh, is an engineering uh, consulting firm. My company's growth for some time has been limited by the inability to find engineers uh, because our schools quit producing them in quantity quite a long time ago. Uh, so that's one of the problems we face. And now with uh, with this even further, and, and that was true uh, you know, for a number of years ago, still is now, but it's going to get even worse uh, because not only do we need uh, electric power engineers, which we quit making domestically a long time ago, but we also need those engineers to have other disciplines. They need to have at least a basic background in information technology, communications technology, enterprise architecture, as well as the business uh, uh, evaluation. Uh, capability to uh, to design these new systems, and we got a lot of work to do to do that. But once we do, as we do it, um, we will you know, uh, you know there will be significant opportunities uh, from a workforce point of view. Oh sure, I mean I think the, as well as also the guys that are uh, or ladies that are on the power poles putting on new stuff. <laughs> you know, there's those opportunities as well as those that design it, those that create the technologies that will be put onto the grid or into your yep. house or whatever. It covers a wide range. It covers a wide range, yep. Wide range yeah. of opportunities, you know, that you know that are uh, you know that are out there. I mean, it, it, fundamentally we still, you know, the key thing that we we have to sort of recognize that there's a few inescapable, you know, truths. The the cost, the fundamental cost of our uh, historical energy sources continues to go uh, the uh, uh, use of energy, uh, you know, continues to increase, even with you know, uh, you know, getting more efficient. And right. our infrastructure is aging, and, ha- and much of it has to be uh, have to be replaced over you know the next you know, couple of decades. So um, you know that that means that you know that the, the cost of energy is going to go up. The 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 real challenge is to apply technology in a way at the appropriate pace when we need it so that we can minimize the rate in which those increases will occur, that we can offset quick in the direction of using our energy usage or using it more efficiently to balance out the uh, the cost uh, of rate increase that eventually will come in order to pay for some of those infrastructure. So 
So it's a complex economic and engineering system that's got to be balanced, and uh, it's not easy. No, it's not. So the first step that we can all do is, is everybody listening. You can all stand up, raise your right hand, and say, hi, my name is, and my house is under-insulated. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go good run start. to your local store and start to insulate your, your attic, right? You know, start with the basics. Uh, or my lights stink, <laughs> and I need to go get better lighting. Or uh, um, I'm going to go buy some foam spray so <laughs> I don't have to yep. – get those crazy leaks going on in the house uh, that, that, that bring in that hot air now and cold air in the winter, you know. And the great thing about, you know, this is one thing. When you spend that money, you're going to get it back in your energy savings. Now, people need to realize that. And, yes, there might be a, a, a uh, inevitably, and I, I – Unfortunately, would not love the cost, but you know, people are going to have to bear a cost for supply or for delivery, right? Um, but then, if I at the end of the day have the ability to just say from my iPhone or something like that, all right, do like a Gordon Ramsay and shut her down, you know. <laughs> Shut it yeah. down. There you go. I can shut her down. You know, uh, if it's if it's if here's here's one day like today. You know, it's nice out, but I don't need the air so much, right? So I put the air on, and oh my goodness, it's still remaining on like hypothetically, you know, seventy degrees or seventy-two degrees. Well, from my house, or I, you know, I'm out of my house. But if I get an email alert saying, hey, would you want to turn your power down? You turn your power down from your iPhone, your iPad, or your smartphone or whatever, you're saving cash. Yep, Whoa. real money. Saving <laughs> cash. Yep. <laughs> and then the exactly platforms right. can tell you what you'll save by doing that. That's right. Right? You know, get that app. You know, <laughs> yep. now that's an app. I can deal with. You know, yeah, and, 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 there are, and there are apps for that. Yeah, there are apps yeah. for that. You know, so there's yeah. a lot of technology. There's technology out there now. It's still a little bit, you know, pricier. So it's it's really more for the for the geeks yet. But I I, I definitely yeah. see it coming. But there, the apps are already out there to tap into those sensors uh, that you can buy. And uh, there's several of them out there. I've got you know, many different brands in in my home that I use. So I, I I do occasionally do demonstrations on my iPad or iPhone and then bother my wife at home by showing people I can yeah. turn stuff. <laughs> I'm reading here, or I'm cooking something, or uh, I'm watching a show. Yeah, I, I can hear it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that you mentioned earlier that I want to point out, uh, some people when they hear about uh, smart grid and the like, and they start hearing about you know turning your thermostat up, they start you know getting concerned that, hey, you're starting to interfere with my lifestyle. I don't want to get hotter. I don't want to. To, uh, to you know, to make these changes, and just like your your your, your comment about the uh, about the toilet flushing using less water, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's the same thing here. You can get the same performance for less energy and save money. You don't have to sacrifice uh, 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 no. comfort 
in order to, to save money. And I think that's an important message that I don't think has gotten out there. Now, if you want to sacrifice, yeah. great, but you don't have to to save money. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want people to think that we're all going to compostable toilets here or something like that. Yeah, people, exactly. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, the goal is is that with efficiency, you get the same for less. You know? Exactly. You get the same thing but for less. My son... Uh, I put in the low-flow shower head in, his, in the shower that he uses on the regular, right? So he puts that in, and he said, hey, Dad, what's up with that new shower head? I said, oh, it's going to reduce the amount of water, so we'll have some more cash so we can get you some more Wii games. Oh, that's cool. He puts it on, no difference. He <laughs> said, the water's yep. great, Dad. You know, it's not like you're, it, it, you know, the, 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 yep. you, you're, you're taking water away from my shower. And boom, you know, my father-in-law, who's a very skeptic on all this stuff going on, the green technology world, well, I gave him a low-flow shower head. He liked it. There you go. It can happen. And he's a pretty, you know, and he's just so we can put it in in an analogy, he's a pretty conservative type. So for me to give that to him and for him to say, I like that, only means one thing that, you know, and that's just a microcosm, I think, of it all out there, is that all of these technologies and all of these opportunities out there are not things that are going to make us um, not have the power, not have the air, the heat, the energy uh, to get stuff. It's only making it so that we can guarantee it even more than we are right now. Uh, and, and, you know, and I think that that's really what's important for people to understand. If I go buy more insulation, okay, and put it in my roof, all that means is one thing. I can turn down my, my thermostat. Why? Because the amount of when the air is, in the, it is circulating in the house, it's not getting lost in the attic, the attic. right? Yep. So that means I don't have to churn out more air to make my house feel comfortable, right? And I think that's just another example. And I maybe spend, what, 30, 50 bucks on insulation. Boom, I get that savings back on the flick. Yeah, you that's, that's, a, that's a very pocket. quick payback. Yeah, that's a very quick payback. You know, yeah, I mean, very, and there's multiple yep. technologies like that. There's lighting, as I talk about. That's 10% of your electricity load. Starbucks, when they did a thing, I spoke with uh, their sustainability guy, I think his name is Jim Hanna, and he told me, which we all knew, right, he's saving about 5% or so on his electricity costs, and then another 2% on the heating and or cooling costs of his stores, because when you have lights that are more efficient, they don't deliver heat. So that in the summer... Right. Yeah. Double and, and, there. And, you know, and yeah. he's saving cash. All these companies out there are getting it, not just because it's like some nice little altruistic thing to go hugging a, a penguin or something like that. It's putting money in their pocket. It really is. It's putting cash in their pocket to the point when you ask them, hey, so how much are you saving? Oh, we can't disclose that. Because <laughs> they don't want to show, tell you how much money they're making off of this thing. And so the smart grid people is only going to get things smarter for you, too. I mean, I, the last time I checked the gross domestic product or when we talk about 
spending in this country. We don't even include electricity and energy because it was calculated when energy was not a factor. So yeah. nowadays, it is a huge factor, and we got to get the grid smarter to get that cost down so that we can live happily. You know, sure. And, well, and a big and a big part of the smart grid is you know using technology to allow us individuals to make smarter choices. And so yeah. you know, a big part of the smart grid is us. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's each home, it's each building, it's yep. each owner of each property, and how they deliver energy to that building or home you got it. or 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 store or whatever. Um, and uh, so where could people find you if they have uh, more interest in what you're doing? Uh, there's IEEE.org, right? There's IEEE.org. Yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. Just Google the Gunther and you'll, you'll, you'll find me pretty quick. But uh, okay. Eric at Internex, com. My company is called Internex. Uh, and uh, but okay. I'm uh, but I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, forget all those privacy issues. You know, I, I think I'm plastered all over the internet. So for, you know, for oh, yeah. better or for worse. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like I, I feel the same way. You know, like privacy. Chat, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I mean, it, you know, I'm out there. <laughs> yeah, but, you know but, where yeah. I live. You know, it's like you know, you know where I live. You know what's up. And there but, you go. Uh, that's great that you're out there doing this because people need to be aware. You know, like I always talk about in my books, or I talk about in these radio shows, that going green, which is our one step at a time here, people, will save you money. But we got to all do it together and efficiently. Um, Eric, it. thank you for your time. Appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate pleasure. it. Green okay. guys saying out. Smart your grid. Bye-bye. <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.